Blog Talk Radio. Try to keep it. Uh, it it's just noise in the background. When I'm talking, just just mute your phone. Uh, try to keep okay, it as quiet yeah. as possible. Okay. Gotcha. So if somebody's talking yeah. or something, we're almost there. Okay, welcome to Internet Cafe. I am here today with my guest, Mike Strill, and we're going to talk about Milwaukee and what's going on with Milwaukee. Uh, there's some good things, there's some things that need to be improved, but we're going to talk about it. We'll be right back after the music. All right, we are back. We are back. How you doing, Mike? How you doing, Wanda? What's up, world? Good, good. good. We were on and didn't even know it. And it was fun, so that's all right. That's all right. Hey, we're human. Yeah. We make mistakes sometimes, but we're on the air. We are live. And we're going to talk about Milwaukee. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Mike Stewart. I know a lot of people from Milwaukee know who you are. I think of you as the entrepreneur guide or the um, who inspires entrepreneurship in Milwaukee. But tell me, you, it's your story, so you tell it to me. Well, basically, like like how you know, I'm just a regular guy. I'm born and raised in Milwaukee, uh, 34 years old, and I've been through a lot of mishaps, and uh, I, I learned from them, and then I, I learned that, what I learned, a lot of people can learn and grow from it. So I just try to spread it the best way I can, and every day I try to I try to uh, learn as I grow, and 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 that's to put it all in a nutshell about me because a lot of people would think like they'll see stuff I'm doing on Facebook and they think people get a different kind of per- different perceptions of me. But I just want people to know like I'm a regular guy. Uh, I'm learning as I go. That's the main thing every day. And, uh, I got, that's, I got, and that's a good thing. I, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a wonderful thing. You gotta yeah. learn. You gotta learn something new every day. And you do have um, a store. And where's it located? And tell me a little bit about that. It's a theme kind of theme yeah. to your store. And tell me about that. Oh uh, yeah, I got I got a store called Happy Hustling. It's located in Milwaukee Mall, twenty one hundred West North Avenue. 
And I've just recently opened up a store for the ladies. It's called Lady Hustle. And that carry all lady clothing and accessories. And uh, the Happy Hustling store is basically for everybody. It's a convenient store because I started Happy Hustling because uh, happy Hustling basically is it's our lifestyle and our culture. No matter what you're doing, if you're going to school, you're striving. Happy Hustling is striving for better ways to provide better days. So that fits with anything that we do in life. You know, we're always trying to uh, strive for better. So I opened up a store in the mall because uh, I'm not rich, so I can't give the world or the community what we actually need, but I try my best to get uh, products for wholesale prices, and I sell them for the low to the community. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been there, uh, and I bought me some um, <laughs> some leggings because yeah. I'm a shopaholic, but I'm always looking for a deal, and I love them. They fit perfectly, so I bought them. And um, yep. again, I have to come visit your um, your women's shop because you said you just opened the women's shop, right? Wanda, the way you acted in Happy Hustle, you're gonna go crazy in Lady Hustle. <laughs> you're gonna go crazy. Really? You know I'm how I about, like some clothes at a good price. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about. The I know it. You, I know it. I know it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna take some pictures I, and the whole bit. I'm gonna come down and uh, I'll visit you, uh, no doubt. Now, and the me, prices. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I know I was going to say the prices in Lady Hustle right now, since I just opened, the prices is real, real low. And the clothing is great quality. I'm talking about four ninety nine for the leggings, four uh nine ninety nine for the lady dresses. I'm talking about the kind that y'all like. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, ooh. You know, I saw the video and I saw some of the dresses on there. I saw a couple that I liked. Cause I like I'm a I'm a dress girl by nature. I love dress, especially in the summertime, because it's hot, you know. And I just like you know when you, when you just take a shower, you get ready, and you put on a dress, and walk out the door. Of course, you had to put in everything underneath, but you just walk out the door, and it's a nice, cool summer day, especially cotton. I I, I love dresses. But for you, yeah. this was a journey. You just didn't wake up one day and had two stores. So you had to start no, somewhere. And I think a lot of people probably come to you and they say. Well, how did you get stuff? How do you, I mean, because you got a lot of stuff in your stores. You have a lot of merchandise. And, exactly. and it's like when, it's, when you see, you go, wow, look at, all this, look at all this. How do you get all of this? How did you start that process of saying, okay, I'm going to get the store, and uh, this is what I want to do? What, what was going on in your mind? Did you plan it out, or you just just did it? I'm, I, I, I kind of made sure I planned it out just to be assured that I don't make uh, the wrong choices in, in the past. So what I did was I kind of uh, I looked at certain people that I always kind of when I when I was living my the, the different life, you know, the life of crime and all that stuff. I, I seen certain people. So when I started making the transition in my life, I started like reflecting on the people who I would, you know, kind of went past or whatever. So, like, uh, the guy is uh, six. He on 46 in Burleigh. I got the store All-Stars. He, 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 I like, I, when I was in middle school, I seen he had his kids in there, and he'd been building that store ever since. His kids grown, now they in the store. So I kind of went up there and asked questions. Uh, a guy who been through what I've been through, but he got a, a, a store in, Seven Mile Fair. I asked him questions, and then he allowed me to go to Seven Mile Fair, and uh, make a. Uh, he let me uh, put a post up there, so I, I put my van up there with some merchandise, 
So he showed me where I can buy wholesale and network with other people. And when I seen that, I said, I can bring this stuff back to my community, and I don't have to tax my people like a lot of people do. I can I can sell this stuff for a lower price and still pay my taxes on it and be able to give it to my community because my main thing was I was seeing the motive of why people do what they do in the community. So that I was trying to attack that because you can't really just tell nobody to stop committing crimes and all this, but you got little kids out here stealing chips and things of that nature. So I found out how I can get this stuff on wholesale and then give it to my people for a better price, and that's how I started with Happy Hustle. And I just, you know, our, our people buy all kind of things, so that's why my store consisted of all kind of things. That's true. It does. It does. From nail polish to cleaning supplies, because that's something you're going to need at really low prices. And you do have some uh, items in your store for only a dollar. Exactly. Which you could get somewhere else will cost a lot more. So that's really nice. I see that you're trying to to cater to your community in that area, and everything's not, you know, high-priced. You know, you go into some of these stores or small convenience stores, the prices are higher than they normally would be, you know, and that's – that's all you got to choose from. But that's what I like about your store is that, you know, you have very low prices for quality items. Now, exactly. the name of your store, Happy Hustling, is it Happily Hustler? Or ha- tell me tell me how that came about and, and give me the name of, of your um, your concept, your store. Happy Hustling because all, all, mm-hmm. my life I can, all my life I consider I've been hustling all my life. And when I learned, I just realized that everybody hustled, no matter what they're doing, they're striving for something. And I said, I'm not, even when uh, I was convicted of drugs before, I still, I knew that I wasn't a bad person. I was just trying to get better. So then I said, it's other people that's taking other outlets to get better and all that. So that's called hustle, striving for better. So then I seen, I've been around people that just give up on life and they don't have a hustle about themselves, or they probably, I know people that sold drugs, and they went to prison, and they got out, they don't know how to do nothing else. They don't want to do nothing else. So I, I, I say, if I got the ability to hustle, and I'm able physically and all that, I got to be happy about that, because I done ran across some people that don't have it in them. So I said, it's happy hustling, and it's to be striving for better ways to provide better days. So that's why I came about that. Now, and I start putting it on a, a T-shirt, but where I come from, if you just get to talking positive people or things like, man, he talking penitentiary talk or he preaching to me. So I had to figure out a way how to catch my people's attention. And the best, they can relate to hustling, but now it's like you, you, you give them something, but then you uh, direct them in the pro- proper direction. So that's what, that's what Happy Hustling came about. It was like, how can I put something out here, but allow it to be some substance so my people don't get nothing negative from me. Like, I'm not coming out with a, a gang, another gang because I also uh, we throw the H's in the face. Uh, you know, that's a hand sign that we do, but it's to catch your attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if people are already throwing, throwing up hand signs and stuff, so when you throw up the H, now I'm going to explain to you when you're doing it. When you wear a happy hustling hat, you might like it because you're off Hampton and all this, but I'm going to let you know what this hat really means. You know, so I... I had to come up with something to uh, catch my people's attention, but then have some substance behind it where it makes sense for the people that I can relate to. So that's why I came up with Happy Hustling, because you got to be happy if you got to hustle. Yeah, you do. 
You do. And, and hustling doesn't mean crime. It means like working a job. I mean, if you go to, job, or work, uh, go to work every day, work in the office, work at a store, you know, this is what I got to, you know, this is what I'm doing to get by. And that's, it's, it's not a, a, a negative thing, especially the way you use it as happily hustling. It's like I'm doing my job and I'm happy doing what I love to do. And it seems like you love to do what you do. From what, from what I've noticed that you do, because you love to talk about it, which is which is awesome. So if a young person or anybody come to you and they say, "Okay, you say have my own," how can how do I start? How do how do I? You know, maybe I don't have a friend out at um, the mile fair, seven mile fair, or or somebody else is influencing me or. I'm not around people that this positive are thinking of ways of making money uh, legally. Or, um, all they know is drug dealing. What do you say to them? Well, what I say to them is, of my experience, you when you when you say that you wanna uh, you wanna do something, you gotta you gotta mean it more than just out your mouth. Because what we all know is when we was in elementary, they asked us. What you want to be when you grow up? We all said basketball player, ballet, or whatever, whatever. But then we realized what life was. Like, you really got to want to, if, if you want to be a basketball player, you got to practice. You got to study this. You know what I'm saying? So if you, you say, I want to own a business. Now, if you really want to, I can show you the way. Because it's, it's about sacrificing. And I, I make those sacrifices. But it's, it's easy. Because they have cases of bottled waters for less than $3. But you can sell them for one dollar. People need water, you know. People need water, and, and and if you're serious about it, you continuously invest in that. Now that's a start. Now since you're new to the business, like legit business, like you said, uh, they might be they new to it, so they uh probably more familiar with selling drugs and not going the proper ways as far as you you need paperwork to be uh legit in America. Period. So. Once you start selling bottled waters, now you incorporated your independence game. But then you transition on to educating yourself, meaning like, uh, what do I need to do so I can be legit? Now, they might have, uh, you got to go get your permit. If you need a permit, invest that. It's all about investing. Now, the main thing we okay. have to learn is that we in America, we in America and it's guidelines to it. So it's, it's a lot of people that say, I want to start my business, but they want to do it how they want to do it, and it don't work like that. So that's the main thing. Like, you got to be serious about it, and you got to be ready to adjust to American ways. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing, become legit, and um, you got to start with something. You can start with what, uh, $10, $20? I started with $28. I started with $28 and... And a million, billion dollars worth of sacrifices, meaning sleeping in my van when I didn't have to. I knew I had other choices. I could have committed crimes. And this, this, this is what I'm saying to the people that think that, well, man, I can't sell socks, man. Man, I'm, I'm used to doing this. I'm telling you, you can, but you have to invest that billion dollar worth of sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? So it comes with $28 or $10 plus the billion dollars worth of sacrifice. Your guys and them, they want to go out to the club. Now, uh, when you made the transition to invest in yourself, now you caught a couple of dollars. But now your guys and them, they want to go to Vegas and stuff. You you can't do that. Your circumstances is different. So when you're ready to make them a billion dollars worth of sacrifice and you have whatever, if you got four quarters, you can make it happen. Wow. And that's, that's what a, a lot true. of our people, we, 
yeah, they miss, we a lot of our people we missed that part. And if I wouldn't have went through it, I would have missed it too. But I had to go through it, so that's why I be confident about sharing it with my people. Okay, so do a lot of people come to you and ask you questions how you did it, and they and and you give them advice and they um, listen and, and go the go that route. I get people every day, my family, my friends, strangers that I don't know every day. They ask me how I did it. Now, now, uh, I get people that, that try, and I, I get people that transition. I didn't, got, I didn't encounter people where they quit their jobs and they take the independent route. But the struggle be like the sacrificing part. And, and, and I'm telling people, like, it's hard, but it, change is hard, period. You know, anything you try to change, if you're trying to go on a diet, that's hard. But this is the yeah, best change yeah, I ever made. This, this, this change is the best change. So what I'm saying is you got to make changes in life. So if you're going to make change, this is the best change, the independent game, because you're going to do it anyway. You're going to put that energy. You're going to be the best worker you can be at this other person's job, you know, and, and that's if you're living life, you plan to live successful. You're going to be the best person at this job. So why not be the best person at your own in corporation because the benefits is better. You leave some with your family, you know, and that's where we lack at. We don't leave nothing for our family to build off of. So it takes people like me to try to figure out different ways, but then I encounter prison. I encounter all kind of street stuff because nobody left nothing behind me or uh, laid down the proper foundation for me. So that's what I try to do. I just try to lay down foundation. Whoever don't pick it up, they don't pick it up. But whoever do, then it's, you know, it's a blessing to me. So I see that you have your um, children. You have, is it, um, how many children do you have? I have six children, but at, down at the store, I have Maria. She be selling the buttons, and I have Zoe with me because yes. I have custody of, of my two daughters. Oh, you do? So you're raising your daughters by yourself? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Well, that's well, a, well, you know what? You know what? I, I don't want to say. I don't. I don't want to say by myself. You know what? I'm raising them. By myself, but I also have family members that, and I have friends that. I, the other day, one of my guys he came through and washed the dishes for me. So I, one thing I try not to do, I, I value everything that any my my guy gave me a ride to the mall today because my van broke down. So I value all the help that I get in the midst of uh, what I'm going through as far as taking care of my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you do a good job too because I talked to your daughter. She's she's really smart, and she's she's engaged. And what you're doing, yes. and she understands what you're doing, and that, and that's that's a blessing. How old is she? She's seven years old. Really? She and doesn't I, seem like she's seven yeah. years old. She's, she's I got I got inspired by that because I wasn't raised in the in the business, and uh, a lot of my family members didn't own business. But when I look around, these other nationalities, they had family. You know, they was raising them business, and when I look up, the people who was my age is seven years old and eight years old. Now they run in the stores. So I said, and I peeped the power in our people anyway. So I said, no, I ain't my kids that's in my life that, that, uh, that I, that I can have in my life with no conflict or none of that. I'm going to make sure that I install in them what, because I value the, the power of the brain or whatever. And I know that we powerful. So I try to install in them what I see in the other nationalities, like building businesses, uh, I teach my kids that it's school outside of the school building. So if you're sitting there eating a box of cereals, you need to be reading what's on that box, just on the strength, you know. 
So I try to encourage them and I try to teach them life skills outside yeah, of everything else. You know, you spend at least you have a chance to spend time with your kids while you're at the store because I saw that uh, they exactly. they are really good. They're really good kids. I was gonna steal the baby, but I just changed my mind. <laughs> um, I don't have any kids. I just so I I left her there at the store. But uh, yeah, they're cute. You they're really cute kids. You know, um, you know we're talking about uh, entrepreneurship and uh, with entrepreneurship, Entrepreneurship comes ups and downs, and, and a lot of times when you're trying to do something, um, your family sometimes or your friends may say negative things. And I've heard it because I do kind of like do my own thing. I try to do my own thing. And uh, people are like, get a real job. You know, you, why are you wasting your time trying to do this? You, you need to get out there and work, you know, get out there and work eight, nine. Did you hear that a lot when you said, hey, I'm going to do my own thing. When you first get signed, now they look at you and go, wow. But when you first started or anybody first started, a lot of people don't get a lot of um, 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 help or any type of um, encouragement because they're like, oh, it ain't going to work. You just, you just, just, just forget that and go get a job. Did you hear that a lot? You know, I got it. I got it from a different angle. Like uh, I grew up with a lot of guys that's in the life of crime or whatever. So I got it from guys that arrive past and be like, dude selling T-shirts, man, man, we're we making this money right here. So it was like, man, quit selling for that slow money and come on, get back down. So those are the obstacles and stuff that I had to overcome. When, I, when I, I'm talking about knowing that I can easily go to that stuff. So I I endured the struggle for myself and then plus I'm hard-headed. So I transition that energy as far as being hard-headed. When people tell me that I can't do it or try to down-talk what I'm doing, it made me go harder. Not to prove to them, but to prove to myself because if they if they telling me whatever they saying out there, I'm like, you can't do it or whatever, the only option is to bow down. And that ain't what I got in this for. Before I got in there, I had to make sure that I was ready to just go all in and be for real with it, be genuine with it. So, like, I try not to, when, even when somebody try to down talk me or downplay what I'm doing, I'm going to try to uh, encourage them or enlighten them what what Happy Hustling is about, to try to enlighten, because that's what it's about anyway, enlightening my people. So whichever flaw I see in you, whether you're trying to down me or whether you're trying to be violent with somebody else, I got to do I got to do my thing, which is the Happy Hustle thing, and I'm going to try to enlighten you. And if not, then I'm going to place you in a category with the rest of the people, and I'm going to keep it pushing. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, we live in Milwaukee, and uh, there's a lot of things that's been going on here. Uh, I was uh, born and raised here, but I left for a while, and I came back. And um, it's hard to be positive when you hear uh, that maybe uh, somebody you know, maybe even a family member has been hurt or even killed, and... Uh, so many people have said, how are we going to stop the violence? Everybody has a has a solution uh, to this problem. Where do you think this violence stems from here in Milwaukee, in your opinion? There's no right or wrong. So everybody's got their own opinion. But in your opinion, you've been out here. You know you talk to people. Where do you think this is coming from? I think it stems from a lot of angles. First off, just poverty-stricken and 
poverty stricken and the uh, poverty stricken mentally and financially, like the way we think. But the main thing as far as today is like a lot of people either turn their heads to to things or they condone it in which which form, whether they laughing at it or whatever. Because uh, when I I'm, I'm I'm deep in tune with the streets and the people that's in these streets. So when they encounter me, whether I knew them when they was younger or whatever, they they like like if I'm talking to them, they they embrace what I'm saying. So either they're gonna walk away or they're gonna they're gonna go away and it's gonna have an impact on them. But when they walk away, I'll be looking like when they go home, if somebody else is saying the same thing that I'm saying, if uh when they if they guys are saying the same thing, then it'd be better off. But if we condoning it. Like when Lil Ray Ray he uh he probably robbed somebody, but it, when he come into the house with this stacks of cash or this car on rims, and we saying, oh this is nice and all that, we condoning it. We 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 equivalent to whatever he out here doing, and we don't see it that way. So it's like with the crime, it's the uh it's the way we think, even with the the root of the way we think, you know. So that's why I think a lot of stuff that stems from the violence is the uh, people that condone it. Because people wouldn't wouldn't do stuff if it, if it uh, was condoned, if it wasn't condoned, you know. We see it every day. Accept it like it's an everyday norm. Like somebody gets shot. Oh well, you know that happened to this person. And every time I I hear it, a piece of me is like, oh my god, you know, especially when it's a young person. But a lot of times, um, this violence does stem from um, misunderstandings and conflicts. Um, somebody's it's not. Uh, somebody feels disrespected in some way or another, or they're mad, and they're trying to settle a dispute. But instead of talking about it, they just react. You know, to, even, to a violent even, act even, of some kind. Even in school buildings, like a parent can get a parent can get a phone call about their kid. And they take their kids side and go up there and be totally disrespectful to the, the staff and all this stuff. And kids are seeing this. So when I walk through the school to get my daughters and stuff from school, I'm seeing this behavior in the kids. And when I see it, I know where it came from. It came from somebody that was around. So, so I, uh, it's, it's the violent thing. It stems from a lot of stuff that we overlook. That's what I believe. And, and on the other right. angle, like I was saying earlier, it's still from lack of poverty because you got people out here stealing and robbing. So, although we can't supplement what they what they're looking at, we can we can supplement it in better ways. Like uh, once I once I sold my first T-shirt to a random person, it made me so proud. So it's like I be trying to hit angles that I'm familiar with personally mm-hmm. that many mm-hmm. isn't. So that's what I try to hit. When uh when I talk to these youngsters, I try to listen to them, and I try to uh you know just help in the best way I can that I know that nobody else has because that's what helped me. It was unorthodox how I changed my life and all that. So I got to be prepared for that. You can't teach different people the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's simple mathematics. So what are they saying? What what are they say? What what is what are their issues? If they're coming to you and they're talking to you, and you're like a guru kind of person because you're like you're there, you're in the community, you you are very visible. You know, we somebody can just walk into your store and talk to you, and you're always talking to people. People kind of uh, migrate around you because you know because 
positive people make other people feel positive, you know, feel good, you know. I, I got an issue. I'm going to go down there and talk to Mike about it, or maybe me and Mike can figure it out. What what are what are the young people saying? How do they feel? Uh, what's going on one, in this city, in particular? What how do they one, feel? I didn't have conversations from almost any negative thing that you can think of. I mean, like I'm talking about on a daily basis. Whether somebody was thinking about killing themselves, killing somebody, somebody stealing, uh, they. Uh, they're not getting treated right at home. Uh, they really don't want to be doing what they're doing because I, I, I encounter certain people that's doing, still doing things out here. And I try to talk to them or whatever, so they explain to me why they're doing what they're doing. I get people to tell me they, they can't change. They're going to try their best to change. So I, it's all, I get all kinds of conversations with people, and, and that's why I take it so serious for trying to make sure that I'm 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 straight on the path that I'm taking because I'm looking now it's it's, it's a different thing. Like it's like I can't Mike Spiller, you cannot mislead nobody because you got people with serious situations. So uh I'm not I'm not getting no money from behind closed doors but then making my store look nice. I'm constantly investing every I I got debts because I constantly invest every quarter I get because What's more valuable to me is telling my guys them that they can do it. And with all the struggles I'm going through, but then they, they're seeing my accomplishments. I'm talking about I get praises all the time, whether it's me taking care of my kids or the other people that's close to me that's seeing, like, oh, you maintaining your own crib and stuff like this. But I, and, and I make sure they see my struggle and, 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 and make sure they see my blessings that come with it because one thing that I learned that is going to be rough but I think those be the tests. As soon as I encounter rough stuff, a blessing come through. A blessing come through. That's true. That's true. That is so true. And a lot of people have experienced that with their businesses and something bad happens. You go, oh, no, why? Then something good happens. And you just have to stay in there and try to stay positive. Sometimes it's hard. You know, you get down sometimes. But you know what? It's always somebody to say something to lift you up. When you say yeah. something, like, oh, and they said, look how much you achieved. Look at this. You know, and then you get to go, oh, yeah, you know, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah, but you do have your ups and your downs, but that just comes with being an entrepreneur. And sometimes you do feel like you're out there by yourself. No one understands. And then in some people you can say how you feel to, and they'll say, well, just go get a job. You ain't got to worry about all of that. You know, I, yeah. I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Just get a regular job, you know. You know, such and such is hiring. <laughs> the post office is always hiring. So uh, it, it, it's hard for entrepreneurs, and it's hard for people. As a people, we're used to being consumers, not exactly. owners. And we need to change that because we used to have our own businesses because the only place we could go was is sell to one another. You know, that's all we that's all we had. Now it's Our, it's, it's, it's go ahead. It's a tricky it's 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 a uh, tricky part about that as far as being an entrepreneur because you got people that's hypothetically saying they are here selling drugs. That means they're just used to buying the drugs, selling them, they get all the money. Now the transition that I had to encounter was 
in order to be legit, like you hear a lot of people say, pay the cost to be the boss. Now, mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, and you're an entrepreneur, that's, that's true. Because in anything that you do, you have to pay for it, like whether it be a permit or a license, whatever you're trying to do. But I'll be, I, I want to show my people that those investments is worth it. The same investments that you make, if you was in drama with somebody, but you go buy a gun, that's the same investment. Now you're making an investment to make sure that uh, your your business is legit. You have a craft. So now you can turn your craft into a business. But in order to make sure it's legit and that it uh, has longevity, because you got a lot of people that's doing stuff and their paperwork ain't right, meaning they don't have no permit or things of that nature. So when people come down on these people, as long as you got your paperwork right, you are last. Now you don't have to worry about taking any losses, and that's the main thing. When you get into business, we have to we have to cover our butts, and that's 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 as simple as that. You got to cover your butts. Learn the game you in and cover your butt, and that's even in the in the criminal game. So that's why I be telling people that's in the criminal game, all you have to do is transition that energy, and you will be a you'll be a great citizen in America. You won't have to worry about going to jail, being taken away from your family, none of that. The same sacrifices that you make for this negative stuff, if you transition that energy, meaning like in the drug game, you have to buy sandwich bags. You have to buy scales. Some people have to pay for trips when they go and buy drugs. Now you transition all that energy because the day you get taken away from your, your family, oh, that's, it's so crazy, one. So what I'm saying is if you make those same sacrifices, we're going to pay for this paperwork. And then you're still taking trips because you want to pick up inventory, a better inventory. It's a legit inventory now. And it's more product because everybody don't use drugs, no matter what they try to say. Everybody don't use drugs. But everybody wear T-shirts. Everybody use, everybody use tissue. You know, so that's why I try to get my people to understand, like, all I did was transition my energy and changed up the drug. That's all I did. So... And, and that is that is commendable. I can't understand why um, a lot of our young people are just not getting it and that going to jail is, like, not a big deal Some to some of them. It's just like a, a hotel in a way, you know, Wonderful. and uh, I don't get it. I heard somebody this morning. I'm, wa- I'm walking out the house. Somebody going through a situation with APL. I heard this young man, he... He can't. He wasn't even 17 because I think they was talking about a juvenile. But he said, "I don't want to be on a bracelet, and I ain't going to a group home. Send me to Lincoln Hills for that year." What? He said, "Send me to Lincoln Hills for that year so I can be done with this." Now check this out. It, it messed me up too. But only thing I can do, the same way anybody do, they try to relate to it the best way they can. Only thing I can do. It, and the only way I can relate to that, because that's insanity. But since he don't know that, because insanity is something you have to uh, be familiar with what you're doing, a re, doing a repeat or whatever. But mm-hmm. we don't value we don't value our time out here. It, our values have changed. That's why people don't care about going to jail or people are taking lives like that because we changed the value. Wow. We not and I think that comes from. That, that comes from probably even the families not being close like we used to, you know, on the holidays or whatever, even though that's a different topic, but uh, holidays, all that stuff, crazy. But 
I'm saying we're like we're not close. We're not close like how we supposed to be. So our people don't we don't value uh we don't value life out here. Now people that have been to prison, like such as myself, I value sitting on the porch. Like a lot of people say it's born. I I I'll never have a boring day out here because I got life. And our people not valuing what, what, what having life really means. So that's why I think they like mm-hmm. But it mess trust me, it messed me up too. Yeah, it's just a new way. I mean, uh, when I was growing up, that's the last place you wanted to be. <laughs> I'm serious, have your freedom taken away and being told yeah. what to do 24 hours a day, when to eat, when to do this. I don't get it. I just the last. Mm-hmm. That was always the last place you wanted to be. And I, it's, I don't understand the new the new thing. And that's why I had to shake it because I went, I went numerous times. And it got to the point where my family was saying, like, oh, that's his second home. And they, I was like, hold on. When I'm in here, I, I hate this place. Like, I can't do So I had to figure it out. I said, whatever you're doing, you need to stop doing it. So my first step to doing anything, before I did Happy Hustle anything, I had I said, you got to stay out first. I said, you can do Happy Hustle for six months, and you make the wrong choice and go back to jail. So before I even started Happy Hustle, I had to be for sure. That no matter what happens in my life, if I go broke, I will not rob. I will not steal. Uh, I will not, if somebody disrespect me, I will, or if somebody did what I consider to be disrespect, I will not respond in a violent way. Or And I also had to change my thinking before I start anything, before I start pushing what I believe outwards. And now what I believe inwards is what happy husband is. Like, people think it's just a hat and a T-shirt, but like you said, you see people encounter me every day. And I, and I do stuff that I, I, I don't expect a dollar from, I don't want a dollar from, all, because I value my people more than I value a dollar. If I can then encourage a life other than somebody giving me $20 for a T-shirt, then I, I win because I, I encourage the life. Somebody that probably was going to mess off their life. I sell a shirt. I sell it somewhere else at an event or something. I want to inspire and encourage a life. Stop somebody from and, or letting them know, like, value the next person's life. Because I, I, underst- I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you don't value life. I was there. But wow. you don't, wow. don't want to you, yeah, you, you don't want to have to go. When you don't value life, and this is the thing about it, like, a lot of people getting killed, wonder, but... Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to go through some stuff where you don't end up getting killed and then you have to learn to value life because you're going to learn it. Whether you uh, are living the life of crime and you mess around and get paralyzed or get 20-some yep. some years in prison, like not life in prison, they're going to give you a nice amount of time in prison so then you can get back out here and then be lost in life in so many ways that people – see, we are, people out here moving so fast – they're not even going to be able to comprehend it. So I'm just be trying to save my people from going through what I went through, but what I know I was saved from. That That is really a good analogy. I have, an, I have another question for you because I know that Milwaukee, we have had um, uh, horrible things that have happened to people. And, we come out here and um, 
we protest and I, I guess walk, you know, that, to show our feelings that uh, um, we're not happy with the way things are going. And uh, it seems like, you know, they're out there one day and then the next day there's nobody there. And um, it's not an everyday thing, you know, and so the police are, you know, making sure everybody's safe or whatever have you. How do you feel about that type of protest? What What do you think would be a better way to protest to get the attention of the powers that be, in your opinion? What? This is this is you talking. Like I said, there's no right or wrong. This is your opinion. What do you think? From, from, my, from my experience, like uh, spending numerous years in prison, we had numerous situations like that where uh, things occur and then people will want to, we're going to lock down to make our statement and stuff like this. So we're going to do this. And what I learned was you 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 would go to bat for the wrong people meaning like they'll take you under because you do you 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 violating or like all this I, I just learned to fight. I, my opinion is to fight in a different uh fight in a different form meaning mentally or like when I was locked up I fought you you write grievances. You know, you, you go through the chain of command, go like that, because people can notice once you're emotional, no matter how you display it, whether you're out there yelling or uh, causing a disruption, you, you're emotional. And anybody know that when you're emotional, you're not thinking right. So my thing as far as being a chess player, I just always try to think right and and look at my, see how my opponent would be thinking. Now, our opponent, when you say they're marching, they're talking about uh, the government. So then the people that deal with the finances. So how do you attack your opponent? Financially. Now, other than being down there marching and stuff, you know, we can be coming together, figuring out how we gonna we can put folk everybody that's in this crowd right now, we're so dedicated, let's put four quarters together and start some kind of business. You know, uh and then and then especially like when you're talking about boycotting somebody else's business. This how you boycott somebody else's business is by supplementing it with your own business. And now, be, now your uh, people that's boycotting, they don't have to lack from this movement that we're moving with. So, I be like, uh, I'm more with like a, a economical protest. If, if, if it's more economic, like a better economical plan, then I'm, I'm all with it. And that's that's what I do with Happy Hustle. I just show people like it's enough people that's doing what they're doing and they feel. I'm not going to get involved with it because they they understand something that I don't, obviously. So, but what I do understand is uh, where I come from. If you lack funds, my myself, if if I had funds or better opportunities, I'd have made better choices. So that's what I that's what I focus on. And then when I when I try to do my research, I see that's what a lot of people don't focus on in their movements. I don't hear a lot of people talking about money, things of that nature. So that's I focus on the economical part, and not because I can give people, I can't give people money or things of that nature. I can provide better opportunities, uh, creating hustles and better independent business, things of that nature. I also uh, saw on the Internet that you were um, hiring someone uh, for your mm-hmm. new store and yes. providing uh, a job to somebody. And I thought that yep, was... Uh, and, uh, Go ahead, huh? Yeah, uh, Lady Hustle. I'm looking for a trustworthy person for first off, but a person that's uh, familiar with retail and a cashier, 
and they can uh, promote on social media and, you know, somebody that's just striving for better because I don't I don't like to use the word employee because I like to build build people, you know. So mm-hmm. the more the more individuals I can build, so even if I have somebody that came and worked at Lady Hustle, I want them to learn something and, and maybe they can get a similar spot uh, in Milwaukee Mall or somewhere else, and then we can pass that this position on to somebody else. So I'm looking for somebody that that's looking to grow in life and really get, be serious about it. Mm-hmm. That's that's true. It's a, it's an opportunity. It's not a job. Exactly. Opportunity to grow and uh, to become better. And I think that is that's 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 what I found interesting about um, uh, you looking for somebody um, to work for you because you're just not doing the talk. You know, you you walk in that walk. You know, you hey look, I'm hiring. I need some help. I need somebody. So um, I was really impressed with that because you are putting things back into the community, and that's not easy to do these days. No. And so I commend you on that. I really do. Thank I you. really commend, commend you on doing that. Uh, we had a caller to just join. Caller, would you like to get in on the conversation? <laughs> Hi, good evening. It's Norma Delforth. My apologies. As I said, I was out in the community doing some stuff. Oh, Norma? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, hey, Norma. Doing, hey, hey, Mike, hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, you, you having a rough time there, huh? <laughs> yeah, but we just came back <laughs> Are you okay? I'm, I'm totally okay. Just came back from the police commission and, uh, you know, had to speak a little in regards to the new policy, the changes that went into effect, which... Um, you know, had the whole uh, Latino community a little scared in regards to the immigration and ISIS. So it went very well. It went very well. Like I have said before, my apologies uh, for just joining you guys. Oh, no, no, no. We got uh, we have like uh, 14 minutes. So, hey, we, we've had a really nice conversation about Milwaukee. Uh, Mike Strill, of course, is one of the best speakers I've ever heard. And I'm going to ask him a question, then I'm going to go back to you, Norma. Um, Mike, do you go out to places and talk? Do you go? Do you go back to the prisons and do talks and things like that? Those are things. As far as going to the prison, that's that's in my plans. But I, I've been to uh, MATC. I spoke in uh-huh. numerous I spoke at numerous events that uh, speak speak like Shani. She had. I, I spoke at numerous events, but I I just uh, yeah. I've been to places and I just try to encounter individuals or however they. Okay. Just people that cross my path. Yeah, right. And you've received awards too for your work in the community, <laughs> and you should be commended for that. Norma, uh, I know that you have been working on the, uh, the immigration uh, in Milwaukee. Because we're talking about Milwaukee, and um, how is that going? And is it as hard as it seems to be? But from what I what I've gathered on the news and things, is it is it hard or is it getting better? Well, it's, you know, I think a lot of people who are not involved or don't know a whole lot with what goes on with immigration and the policies, it's very difficult. Uh, one of the things um, is that many uh, immigrant communities, in the immigrant community and refugee communities um, with the new president um, and the new policies that, um, you know, there, there's always been policies. That's what people don't understand. There has always been policies in place um, just in a different manner that people took it uh, and enforced it was very different. 
Um, and so with the new president being in, in office, um, he's really targeting the immigration community um, and really doing things that are really distraught to in general community because of the fear of uh, wanting to work with the police. So those that are not aware um, and those that are aware um, with Sheriff Clark and what he wanted to uh, put in effect, um, so that kind of feared the community saying, okay, now the sheriff is going to work with ISIS to enforce immigration. Well, they're not they're not there. The sheriff's department is not there to enforce immigration. That's a different department that ISIS, ISIS that enforces that. Well, that's the same thing that they wanted for the police department. So without our knowing of the community knowing, um, some new changes had made place, were placed in. So um, what are we in? Uh, last last week, if I'm not mistaken, I could be incorrect on the date. Um, so it was July 6th, um, but previous months to that, um, the police department um, had made some changes into the policy, not allowing the community to know. So one of the things that we talk about a lot is the transparency within leadership and that uh-huh. needs to be done. So that was hit from the community. Once we, we get word of it um, from Alderman Perez okay. and uh, Volta de la Frontera, LULAC uh, organization, uh, a big, large Latino organization who's worked on different issues within um, a large scale in the in, uh, okay. um, statewide, um, got involved to say, hey, this something needs to be done. So we kind of put pressure on um, different of the leadership, meaning like, okay, why were we not notified? Why were these changes made without the community knowing? And it's not just the Hispanic community. It's in general the community not being notified of all these changes. So, you know, okay. we made our voice heard within our community to say it is not okay. So the, the, the issue is that when we talk about immigration, we talk about uh, uh, families who are being separated, our children, our parents who are being deported. So a lot of the time people don't, don't know the stories, don't know the background. Um, so my husband, as, as many of you know, um, is a pastor in the community. His work has been with prostitution and homeless for over 20-plus years, probably even longer. My work has been a little um, at 20 years, a little more, um, okay. in general, at community. So I work with immigration. I work with um, refugees, and I work in general with community. Um, so we get the calls from everybody. We are a faith-based uh, organization. We do, not, okay. uh, we do not receive grants from anybody. We are based on donations. Okay. So what we do, okay. everything we do is based on nations. Okay. I'm going to get in here. I thought that, and then I'm going to go back to Mike, and then we're going to all talk about um, uh, the, uh, some positive things going on in Milwaukee and some not-so-positive things, and we have, like, less than 10 minutes. I thought that Milwaukee was a sanctuary city, and that means that if um, we, we're protecting the immigrants. Right. Correct. They just can't come into the same way. No, uh, Milwaukee is not a. Sanctuary. We're not a sanctuary city. We are not a sanctuary city. Um, and, I thought we were. Okay. No, 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 no. Milwaukee's not a sanctuary city. There's uh, some things that went to effect um, that we talked about it being a sanctuary city. So I mean, it's a whole process that has to be done. There's other other states that have it. California, if I'm not mistaken, Chicago, and there's few other states. Um, but this is where people are afraid of is to have a sanctuary city is where the government, um, the higher up in um, the president's office coming down uh, saying, okay, if you do this, um, um, you know, if you're a sanctuary city, we're going to take these funds away from you. So it's it's a threat right, back right. and forth of, of saying, if you do this, we're going to do this. And um, constitutionally, you know, it is incorrect the way they're doing stuff. And so as we were coming driving back, 
my husband and um, we were talking about just different policies and things. And he says, you know, honey, I think the issue is with our community is that we don't know. So when you don't know, you're not involved. When you're not involved, you really, you, some people say, well, how does that affect me? That doesn't impact me. Well, it impacts a community in general, um, economic mm-hmm. um, development. It, it, it impacts everybody. So a lot of the people say, well, that's the south side, you know, you got a bunch of the Latinos out in the area, you know, they're fine, they're thriving. Well, not everybody is thriving as people assume, but they are a big part of the community, one, and they are one of the largest, the Latino community is one of the largest um, economically that um, boosts the economic in the country in general. Um, right, so people are right. not aware and, of and, that. And, and, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, actually, Norma, we were aware of it when it was the day without Latino. And a lot of things were <laughs> closed. We knew. Uh, Mike, Mike, a lot of stuff was closed. Mike, what do you think? Uh, Go ahead, Mike. I, I didn't hear you. What did you say? That said a lot of things were closed was a day without Latinos. What Wasn't it? That day, a lot of stores, a lot of things were closed. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Mike. I said, yeah, a lot of people was uh, supporting it to it right. because we, we but uh, like I, I respect normal because it takes people to get educated about situations because I said if if, I, if I'm not educated about it and I don't know about it, I'm a I'm gonna believe that. I'm, I'm not a part of it, and it, it it doesn't affect me. So I'm gonna continuously uh, deal with what's in front of my eyesight. Exactly, because uh, uh, one of uh, my friends that you know, uh, Mariella, uh, was going down there, and I had class that day, and I wanted to go because all kind of people was down there with the march when the the day without uh, uh, Latinos. Uh, and am I saying it right, uh, uh, Norma? Yes. That, 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 <laughs> Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. The day without Latinos, and, and a lot of things were closed and things like that. And they, they, that they work in all of our communities, not just the South Side, all over oh, the place. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's just not a South Side thing. So um, it was, we, miss you. we miss you. We love you, too. We, we love it. We, we love you in our communities. And, you know, everybody coming together. Uh, for this cause would be great. So how do you plan and, on doing that, Norma? Well, I, 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 one of the things is, you know, um, as Mike and I have, have talked in, on numerous occasions, and which I'm a great supporter of Mike, I, I think he's an extraordinary man and also an inspiration to many. Um, so, Mike, we love you. Keep doing the great work. And, you know, we're behind you. <laughs> love y'all, too. <laughs> Thank you. I think the importance is of allowing our community to know that if we do not come together, there's nothing that's going to be done. You know, not to put down any leaders, but leadership in general. You know, we have all these leaders and say, we're going to do this, this initiative, that initiative. What is that doing? So when I bring the questions up, I've been very respectful to many of the leaders. What my difference is, I speak outside, whatever I need to do. 
I have a lot of great support because I've been committed to my community. Like I tell people, I've not sold myself to nobody by me. I don't get paid to do this. This is my love for my community, meaning I continue to do this because I love my community because I know there's possibilities to do more in our community. But if we as a community in general, whether educated, not educated, whether you have a job, don't have a job, everybody has something to give back to our community, whether that's your time, your talent, uh, your education, your volunteer time, picking up here, doing whatever it is, we all can give something back. And so I always tell exactly. people, you need to get more involved. If you're not involved, nothing's going to be done. If you don't come here to these meetings, nothing's going to be done. If you don't pressure your alderman, if you don't pressure the uh, the chief of police, if you don't pressure the mayor, nothing's going to be done. But if you don't pressure your own alderman in your own district, uh, if you don't pressure the common council, nothing will be done. One person can do everything. It's all of us coming together and saying, okay, we have this wonderful um, um Bucks building being built, great, wonderful. Where are the jobs? How many minorities were hired? Who is being accountable for that? The questions are not being asked. The community is not pressuring enough. You know, it's not just one right. thing. It's numerous of things. You know, we, we, we talk about, you know, the trolley. How did that, is that coming into the neighborhood? You know, is that coming to, uh, to Fond du Lac? Is that coming up on Sherman? Is that coming? Who is it impacting? They said Who eventually it, it will. They're, they're saying eventually it will. But I want to uh, uh, touch on, and we have like uh, three minutes left, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, go to, to Mike, and I'm also going to go to you, Norma, that there is a, a recall uh, for um, the mayor, and they're trying to uh, also oust um, the chief of police. And first I'm going to go to you, Mike, and uh, what are your feelings on that? Because you're in the community. What are you hearing about these things, about trying to get rid of them? I don't know who they're going to replace it with. Replace them with it. That hasn't been said. But what do you think of that, Mike? That's my thing. Like, I, I try not to pay attention to it because if we're not pushing for, like, somebody that's for us to be in there, like, if I'm not raising my child or my family member to be in that position, then it is going to be the same. I mean, you got to re- – you got to respect the people that's doing what they got to do to be in the position they're in, whether they're being shysty or whatever. And then if we're not standing up to put our people in there, we just want to complain. Like, that's, that, that's, that's not doing it. So my thing as far as them changing the people, all I can do is focus on me continuously trying to teach my people to be independent so then whoever uh, is qualified to be in that position, maybe it might motivate them to uh, – they can be the chief of police and then they can uh, better our – better our community or uh, the mayor things because, I, I mean, my vote is always for Joe Davis because I met him when he was running for mayor, but the way the man yeah. impacted me, he impacted me on a personal level, uh, like inspiring me in ways. He was helping me out in ways that I, I was refusing. It's like it was like he was my uncle and still is to this day. Like he, 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 he makes sure I'm okay. So my thing is, like, we got to have somebody that's, all for the community in, in everything, whether you're a paramedic, whether you're a doctor or anything. So we all got to lean towards independency. We got to be uh, teaching our kids, our family members to strive for these positions. We can't just allow other people to we, – we're allowing people to be in there because we cast a vote, and that's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to uh, put the people that's in our community up in there, but at the same time, not because of what the skin they is, because of the – you know, their the values, the education, all those things matter. So I try not to that, – that fight is so large, and if people are not getting the concept, I just try to focus on what I can focus on. And that's 
man, keeping these guys from stealing and robbing. And if it, as I grow, hopefully they grow, and then okay. then we can I can focus on those positions. Now, Norma, what do you think of that? Because I know you're really into this. What do you think of this? The recalls and things. Okay, you got about so two minutes. Things. Okay, two, Go ahead, two, two minutes. Okay, that's what they normally give you, two minutes. Okay, so a, a few things. Um, as a community, as a parent, um, as an advocate, as whatever you want to put my name title to, we, one, need to be responsible for our, our own children. You cannot expect, one, the mayor, the chief, the officer to watch your children. That's one. Um, two, the police need to work closely with the community. There is a really bad relationship within the community and the police department. We have some good officers, because I have plenty of friends that are officers, that are good people doing their job. Uh, unfortunately, there's a lot of things going on within our own community. In regards to the mayor, I love the mayor. He's a good person, uh, personally. He's a good man. Um, he's doing what he can best. Can he do better? 100%. But what does he need? He needs the support. He needs the people in the community to do more. Okay, now, if he is not the one, who voted him in? It's the people in the community who voted him in. You know, so if people want to complain about him, people need to get out there and start doing more. You know, get educated on things, just like Mike is saying. You know, you're trying to do for your community. You're trying to do more. But when people come, oh, we're doing this, or, you know, it's one initiative, another initiative, it's like, no, how is this really impacting the community? I've been out here over 20-plus years. You see routine of things. What do we need to do? The community needs to build. The community needs to demand more. But if, if the people in the community are not demanding, there's nothing going to be done. If you're not reporting it, if you're not doing if you're not enforcing there's nothing that's going to be done. So what I say in regards to that, we all are doing our work. Um, I will speak really quickly. Um, there is a, an attorney that does work with me um, in, in the community. Um, his name is Carlos Pastrano, a good man out there who's doing a lot of good work. And um, he says to me after Trump went, Norma, wh- you know, what's going to happen? What are you going to do? I said, sir, who's ever in office, who's ever at office, my work still continues. It doesn't stop. So if mayor's okay. there, if mayor's not there, my work still continues. All right, all right. You know, we're going to have to continue this conversation another time. I want to thank Mike Shrill. You are um, my hero, and also uh, Norma Duckworth. You are my hero also because you guys are on the front line, and it's not easy being on the front line. And uh, being on the front line, sometimes you you might get, you know, some things. You know what I'm saying, being on the front line. And I appreciate your honesty. I understand, Bina. I'm on the front line sometimes, too. I get it, too. So um, I commend both of you for your help in the community of Milwaukee, and we appreciate you. We love you. I want to thank you again. It was a fantastic um, conversation. We will have to continue. We can do it again at another time and um, involve Milwaukee and make it a better place to live. Not to say it's the worst place, but we can make it always make it better. Thank you. This is Wanda Williams with um, Internet Cafe, and you have an awesome week and much love. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.